Hi, I'm Zach. I'll be playing Arello, the Barbarian. Hi, I'm Nathan. I'm playing Brendis, the Thief. Hello, I'm JD. I'm playing Viatrix, the Fighter. And I'm Ryan, your Dungeon Master, and this is the ChimeraCast, a Dungeon World actual play podcast. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at ChimeraCast. Last time we recorded, it was a shorter session. You guys got back to the city after visiting the library. Brindis knew that he needed to go see uh, Captain Malik, who it was previously of the uh, Lion Knights, but is now a corrupt, very lazy member of the city guard. And I believe you guys needed to that he's at the the arena or thereabouts, correct? I don't remember that, but okay. He, he's stationed, he's stationed behind multiple layers of people. Right. You got to deal with the bureaucracy of the yeah. city. You guys went to see Turkakul, who was a dickhead. He wanted to send you guys, which was the original deal, was that you'd go get this spell book, and then he would send you into a reflection of the past to deal with the castle. And rightfully so, we pointed out that that is insane. Yes. I think you guys figured it out. He's just trying to get you out of the way because he's absolutely going to try to summon the Dober call. Yes. Yeah. So we're trying to get to a party, right? Not a coronation, but a celebration of the queen. Yes. We were going to go as fake guards. Yes. Yeah, because I'm super charismatic and can get us past anything. You guys know you're just invited, right? Where are we? Why did we want to Why, why did, did we, we want to go to Malik? Cuz I'm invited for sure. No, 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 no. You wanted to go to deal with the fact that Brindis is wanted. Yes. That's why you wanted. I was going to say, That's right. We were going to fake bringing Brindis to Malik. Yeah. So we're trying to go to Malik's place to show Malik that we have, that you're innocent? No. I thought Malik is a bribable party. He's a crooked cop and he's going to do what for us now? Profit off of us in order to get Brindis unwanted? Yes. Pretty much, yes. He'll either create evidence to clear your name or remove evidence that might be putting the finger on you right now. So we've just left Turkakul's. Yeah. We, we, we walk through the, the Elvish picket line, basically. Not picket line, the Elvish uh, De- line defense, defense force. Yep. Real quick, I think we need to do Arello's question so we don't forget. Oh, hell yeah. On the Seath Islands, what would be considered a, a faux pas during a party or like a celebration? Or I suppose alternatively, what would be like proper conduct at a, a feast or a party on the Seath Islands. It is traditional when going to someone's house for a gathering, a ceremony, or a party on the Seath Islands, upon entrance to go up to the proprietor of the party and graciously thank them and ask their wife for a dance. If that is not met by everyone... It is seen as kind of a faux pas. The thing is, the wife can always reject. 
But it is inherently important that you do not just sheepishly give up as soon as she rejects you. You must be incorrigible and be like, please, may I please have this dance? Is there nothing I can do to dance with the lady of the house? And then only then can you be ushered away. If there isn't seen like a, a certain amount of social effort by each person, then it is seen as a faux pas. I have to ask, is this a real thing or is this what Arello tells people every time he gets kicked out of a party? <laughs> that is actually truthfully fair. This is something that Arello saw a long time ago when he was a young boy. He saw his father do to another man's wife that he took as a traditional aspect of, of, uh, of the Seath Isles because his father drunkenly told him this. Don't tell your mom. It's a tradition. Exactly. <laughs> yes, that is the tradition. Okay. And yes, I do really like that, that Arello has inherited this tradition from his drunken and maybe a little bit philandering father. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I'm assuming Brendis is taking the lead on finding Malik. Yeah, I suppose I would be taking the lead on that then. So we're making our way toward the Coliseum. Okay. So it's three days past the the chaos that you guys saw exiting the city while you were burying Brendis's mother, and then what we've seen through the, the scenes with the four other characters. Three days later, what's the, the feel of the city? You had established before the crucifixions, the signs of brutality, the exhibitions of power. And in certain places, there is a blinded attempt to conduct life as normal, both because... This is an extreme change, and it is difficult for a person to acclimate to that. But also because of the oppressive instruction, we'll say, to be normal. Everything's fine, despite obvious suggestions to the contrary. This is particularly obvious in the merchant sector near the docks. I mostly really like that with the caveat that I think there is a definite like undercurrent of fear of both yeah. oppression from the state essentially, but then also fear of the desert elves who I think are, I don't want to declare that they've like lost, but I think it has like kind of degraded into, I mean, essentially a modern combat zone where like they are doing small kind of terrorist strikes wherever they can as a group of people who are mostly still just hiding within the city rather than like the open combat and the open rioting that we were seeing. I think all of that was essentially like shut down just by the sheer brutality of the army that came in, right? Everything is normal. Act as if it were normal. Well, I mean, when you look at the American occupation of Baghdad, exactly. that's exactly right, yeah. how it was. Coalition forces by no means controlled the city. Right. I think that there are parts of the city that are controlled. Certainly like the the, yeah, the yeah. estates, like the manors or whatever are all the main thoroughfare. Essentially yeah. shuttered off from the rest of society. Like the, yeah, like the wealthier politicians, the everything, like right. Those people are essentially cloistered and protected with really heavy quarantine. And the rest of the city does have these checkpoints, but it's a lot more chaotic still. Even though people are like yeah. pretending to get back to normal. Exactly. There are probably aspects of like certain parts of the city being just walled off, whether it's like just humans sitting there stopping people from making ingress or they've actually erected piles of shit in the way to just mm -hmm. be like, yep, this city street is no longer accessible. If anyone comes by, they're told to shoot on site. Cool. So moving through this, 
miasma of fear and clinging uncomfortable normalcy how exactly does brendis go about like dodging corner uh guard posts how are you moving through the city i'm not sure how well i can bluster my way through very many checkpoints we may have to keep up our ruse a little while longer are you too comfortable doing that i have become the character now i will finish my part until we are within arm's reach of our goals. What are you... <sighs> yeah, Brendis, it's fine. Let's go. All right. Um, <laughs> well, I, you should probably tie me up again. Well, come here. Ah, there, can you can you loose it? Is it too tight? It's, it's fine. It's Is fine. It... I know how to get out of bonds. Thank you. All right, lead. Malik should be in one of the guardhouses around the arena, so we don't have to go that far. But just to act the part, I don't need to tell you this. I'm just worried. This is strange. I don't like it here. Indeed, it will test our, our abilities. Keep your awareness up. Move, murderer! And he kicks you in the butt. Ah! <laughs> yeah, so I think you guys are able to pass through the city streets unimpeded, and it takes you longer than it normally would have to reach the arena, but you pass through all the checkpoints. You're obviously not elves to them, so they're not super worried about it. But yeah, you you reach the, the sort of arena area. There's a guard post that's like the arena district station. But then there's there's guards that are posted to the arena as well that are like a separate entity. So which one, where do you guys go? Are you going to give me the opportunity to see if I recognize any of these guys? Yes. Discern realities. Discern realities. That's a six. Okay. Uh, no, you don't recognize any of them. Great. So the, the problem that I, I think you guys are going to have is that one of these guards is a, an avid arena follower, and I think he recognizes Arello. Of course, he's a huge fan. Oh, I, I actually think he is. The pangs, the pangs of being famous. <laughs> so out of this crowd of lion knights who have been stationed to guard the arena, one of them separates himself. He like looks over and squints, looks at the three of you, kind of jogs over. Act normal. Oh, help me. I've been captured. Pig! And he kicks you in the ass. Ah! So as this guy gets closer, you realize that he's he's very, very short. So he looks down into a visor of Arello's helmet. Flesh carver? <clears throat> what are you uh, doing in uh, that armor? And Arello looks to Viatrix and looks to Brendis. Sees no, like, path forward in either of their eyes. I'm studying for a role. The gauntlet next week will be one of mysterious wonders. I assume you have, takes a big gulp, gone to the Colosseum of late. He looks back at where he's stationed. Yeah, uh, are you, are you okay? I am preparing myself for the final battle. You know, and he he looks to Brendis, of the great wars of the lion men and the soldiers of this city. Don't you? I feel like Viatrix and Brendis are just looking at each other wide-eyed like, fuck. (laughs) It's the kind of thing where we're looking at each other's eyes is like, if you run, I'll run. (laughs) Right? Like that kind of look. Yeah. Uh, Defy danger plus charisma. Wonderful. It's a four. So you were trying to tell him the story that, that you were basically going to play the battle between the lion men and the knights? 
So I see him kind of lose interest. No, you, you must know this story. No, I'm, I'm no historic scholar, but lion men? Yes, they were men with, with... They had muscles of men, but bodies of lions. Or so I'm told. I only play the bit part as the great legionnaire. I, I slay the lions atop pyramid. His uh, gaze goes from admiring to kind of concerned and then suspicious. Hmm. I'm not an idiot. Why are you wearing lion rider armor? There, There's a whole row of them in front of us. Yeah, right? there's like a group of, including him, about four. But you can see sort of spaced around the premises a lot more. I was going to just continue lying and try to dig us deeper and hope Ryan took that bait. Do it. Perfect. Yeah, I mean, however you guys want to... How long has it been since the last fight? Four days. Four days. Because these two are convinced that I had something to do with the attack four days ago and have been hounding me since then. Taking taking up this armor and playing this entire part, they want to take me to meet Malik, who apparently sent them on this cockamamie mission. For the eternal future. And he pulls out his blade. I'm looking for a way out. Yeah. Or past these guys or around or just like where can we go that we're not going to have to get into a fight because this is not going well yeah go ahead and discern realities for me viatrix don't worry everybody i'll show you how to roll dice oh why'd you say that why'd you say that (laughs) i'm sorry what is this uh wisdom that's an 11 (laughs) yeah ask your questions what here is useful or valuable to me Maybe I should start with what is about to happen with these other guards too, particularly. I think I'm I think I'm watching them. Like I'm not so worried about this guy. Yeah. But the other the other guards for sure. So what is about to happen? Then what here is useful or valuable? And then probably not who's really in control. Maybe we'll do those two and then I'll see what I think. Okay. So Malik has been established as very lazy and corrupt, and that's true. And those sort of traits in a leader tend to trickle down to the people underneath of them. And these knights super duper don't want to get into a fight with anybody particularly there's a reason that they're posted to what should have been a like a cush job and when it's you know slaughtering elves that's something that they're perfectly capable of doing but when it's actually like a stand-up fight with well-armed people intending people who are literally famous for winning fights yeah yeah that's (laughs) that's not super high on their list of priorities especially these ones that are closest to you like yes they have lots of backup if they need it but they can be pretty assured that they're going to die before then what is useful or valuable to you wait so what is about to happen Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, that might have been the useful or valuable. Yeah, okay. So what is about to happen here is that they will try to stop you from going in and buy themselves time to figure out what to do. So I think you see some of the the more senior members of this group who are watching this kid interact with you three and him starting to kind of question you with horror and sort of stepping back in a way and hands very much away from the axes slung at their belts Most of them still have their shields thrown over their shoulder. Nobody here is looking like they're going to fight you. So yeah, if you want to, if you have that third question. Yeah, then in that case, I think if I'm watching these guys, I'm going to figure out who's really in control here out of these guards. Yeah. Across the distance, you notice one of these lion knights who's looking at this young kid and 
kind of hissing under his breath and where before you didn't really notice because you were worried that this kid was going to make you. Now that you're actually looking around, you can see him like hissing at him and trying to catch his attention and rubbing his fingers together in the universal sign for get money. Yeah, what do you guys do? So the last thing that happened was I was saying they were oh, wanted to right, take right. us to Malik because I wanted I was just admitting to that and putting that out there. Flesh Carver, perhaps you, you can find something to mark for the boy. After saying that, I'm going to simply walk past him and walk straight up to this commander guy. Why am I the one doing this? Because I'm the one trying to get us out of this, I guess. Yeah. I, I imagine your hand shaking the entire way. Oh, yeah, for sure. I'm going to walk up and, and say, uh, we have business with Malik. Malik? Malik? Malik. Yeah, I, I flubbed it in, in character. We don't have an appointment, but perhaps we could be moved to the top of the list. And I reach in my pocket as I say that. I don't pull anything out yet. You smell him long before you get like within comfortable speaking distance of him. Captain Malik is currently preoccupied. I assume the smell you're talking about is booze. Yeah, I, I was also assuming that. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I yeah. just you just said booze, smell and booze and like just regular unwashedness. Perhaps Captain Malik will forgive our intrusion when we bring good news. In fact, it's so good that you all should be celebrating. And I'm going to pull out three, three coin, three coin. Roll I'm going for a parlay. Yeah. Yeah. This is actually parlay. Yeah. We did it. Chris was not my good stat. <laughs> all right. That's an eight. That's about as well as could be expected. So they need more proof. Maybe he needs proof that they won't get in trouble if they let us in. Something like that. Yeah, so he he looks at the three coin that Viatrix is holding up. Scratches his stubbled chin. My purse is a bit lighter than that. <coughs> Captain Malik is a very busy man. Well, plus there'll be the reward money, which we'll share some of with you on the way out. He like looks over your shoulder at Brendis. This is just for the inconvenience. He pulls off his gauntlet and spits in his hand and holds it out to you. We got a deal. I shake with the coins. Yeah, he, he like palms them. All right, boys, let him through. Then he like does the thing where he kind of like doffs his helmet to you, my lady. I grimace. <laughs> and then we'll slay the... Lo- oh, it appears we need to go. Excuse us. Go, pig. Stop kicking me. Kunk. Malik is in one of the boxes. I think he has like his own box in the arena that's supposed to be for him to like coordinate the security of the arena, but he's clearly using it to to entertain guests and you know, it's it's graft at the highest level. Is <laughs> like, oh yeah, I'm the chief of police and I'm overseeing my employees, but I'm just enjoying the the benefits of having martial power. As we're walking through the halls, Brendis just hands Arello the rope that he had tied his wrists with. I lied before, you suck at tying ropes and don't kick me so hard when we're pretending. You know, like, just like hit him with the rope a little bit. Oh, don't be a child about it. I was having fun. <laughs> and I take the rope and tie it. My knots are perfectly fine. You're not sucked. Well, you're not a ship. You're a stupid fleshy body. I only know how to tie knots two ways. Really good and shit. And I chose shit for you. (laughs) We fooled those idiots. And he he elbows you in the side. I can't believe that worked. I think the money helped a lot. Good thinking, Vi. Uh, yeah. 
<laughs> I think she's still like shaking. Oh yeah, I just I just imagine like oh yeah, and then like wiping the sweat off <laughs> yeah. your brow. Viatrix, to what extent were you afraid that it would be a repeat of what happened in the library with the guards who kind of cornered you there? Viatrix is more afraid of social interaction than she is of then cold murdering people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> As somebody with social anxiety, I totally get it. <laughs> she was so occupied with like, uh, I have to go talk to this guy and convince him to let us in. Okay, I have to go bribe a person. But then it actually went well and she was like, oh, okay. So, as you guys are wandering through the halls of the the arena, the Coliseum going moving up towards the boxes, you get glimpses of what's happening in the uh, arena. JD, what, what event, when it's not the team matches, what's happening in the arena right now? Uh, right now, it's probably public executions, just given everything that's going on. So, it's like the people who aren't anonymously just being executed, it's like anybody that they've rounded up that's a leader or potentially a leader or whatever found to be a traitor the notable figures right that they can publicly put to death gotcha so you guys get up to malik's box and brindis what crime has malik helped you get away with in the past there's a vintner that comes to town once a year and sells in the merchant sector They set up their stand the night before, creating a bunch of pomp and circumstance with it. They have a few criers that they send with them and let everybody know that they're going to be in town for the day. And I ripped them off. I took as much as I could take. And when I was inevitably caught, I was caught by Maliv and his men, whom I was allowed to get off with if I just split the bounty with them. And also under the agreement that I drank with them. And, of course, we drank our way through the entire stash that I stole, but I wasn't punished outside of the fact that I didn't have anything to go home with. But also, the agreement to drink with them, right, was actually, like, the encouragement, like, slash... Yes. It's weird if you leave now. It was... Like, it, it was it's a, a social pressure, like, a right, of, like, almost like a performative thing, where it's, like, being a part of the boys' club. Yeah, it wasn't a punishment that I had to drink with them. It yeah, was, it, it was, was like, a, get your fill while you can, and, like, also you were trying to, like, make your way in with these people. Yeah. It's just that strange thing where I want to remember that, like, you're a younger person, like, trying to manipulate the, the city-state government. Yeah, didn't we say Brendis is only, like, 17 or 18? 16, 17 is what I've always thought. Yeah. Yeah. That's just something that's interesting to me as well, It's like... It's not that they were like, hey, drink your fill. It was like, you can just get fucked up with us while you're here because you can't take any of this home. If you want to drink it, we're not going to stop you from drinking it. And they're kind of like, come on, Brendy. Come on. Way, Brendy, have another another glass. There's probably like a weird aspect of like you're growing up here. Yeah, they were excited about getting the stuff from the vintner. I think that anybody who started drinking at a young age can attest to that. You probably started drinking with people at least a little bit older than you. So yeah, as you go into this private seating area, looking down on elves being executed, Malik is very well kept. For a lazy man, it's clear that most of his his time and energy goes into keeping himself up. To the point where he even has a small scar on one cheek that Brindis knows was self-inflicted to make himself look swarthy and like one of the veterans who'd seen action. 
but there's a reason that Malik was drummed out of the Lion Knights, and it's because he's a coward. As you enter, his eyes sort of scan over the three of you, and they they land on Brendis. Brendy, it seems you've gotten yourself into a bit of trouble. And he, he pulls another glass out and pours some wine into it. Sit. You'll recognize the vintage, I think. I, I appreciate it, Malik. Could I trouble you to uh, pour a glass for my companions? For two such decorated warriors, of course. He puts two more cups out. We wink at each other. And pour some wine into them. I hear you've been a, a naughty little noble. Well, that's why I came to you, Malik. What exactly are they saying about me? Well, that you murdered your bitch of a mother and blew up a hundred-odd people and won a fine match in the arena. Well, at least one of those things is true. You killed your mother. I knew it. Dink. <laughs> Seriously, have they had, do they have any sort of proof? Is there anybody speaking out against me? Oh, sometimes I wish there was like a, a fate die or a luck die in Dungeon World. We can just we roll. Can just yeah, roll go ahead. That. One d6, high roll, good, low roll, bad. Low roll, bad. Oh, okay. That was a three. Which of the adjudicators has it out for your entire family? Or you specifically? Have we named any? So Karul is impersonating one. Yeah. Yes. J- JD, what is the adjudicator that Karul is impersonating? Astamil. What was Kanea? What was Kanea's girlfriend's name? Girlfriend? No, no, no. Uh, the girl that we talked to at the mansion that that flirted with you, and you're like, "I'll come back to you." The Call family. Yeah. Adjudicator Call. And is it a rivalry with your whole family, or is it a is it a problem just with Brendis? Oh no, they're my mother's best friend. Okay. So they hate me. Yeah. Yeah. The problem I'm uh, I'm afraid lies with Adjudicator Call. At the moment, he's testifying that it was you or a known associate of yours who slew your mother. He's saying that elven lass of yours has something to do with it. Aside from the obvious spiteful testimony of a notorious blowhard, do we have anything else to worry about? He takes a long drink of wine. You know this city, Brindis. They're looking for someone to... And he kind of gestures out at what's happening in the arena. God forbid anyone admits the elves can do anything for themselves. They'll hang you by your ears for it and say that it was all your idea. And what can you do, Malik, old friend? You know that these are blatantly false accusations given by a spiteful party. A bereaved, I'll admit, but spiteful party. You must have some sway. I'm lucky I keep these captain's epaulets, but if you'd like, we could find... Some urchin, some creature of the streets who looks like you. Turn him in, say he's Brendis, string him up, and you're dead. As much as I want to make this all go away, that hardly fixes the problem of what I do with myself, Malik. Now come now, you're not, you're not captain yet by luck. It's by shrewdness and charisma. You're smarter than that. Call has an agenda here. It's not a coincidence that all this is happening. 
What what does the Goran family have that the Call family wants to get their hands on? Land. We just have a good sized estate that happens to abut the Call estate. And by good sized, you mean excessive? Yeah, it's, oh, it's massive. It's, it's yeah. massive. It is dwarfed by the Call estate, but it it is adjacent and in the way of theirs. Very well. If you don't want the direct solution, I just don't want to have to skip town. Well, you know the Call family has always been after that back garden of yours. Man, the front garden. Well, they'd take the whole damn thing if they could get it, but they'd be happy with the back. I could facilitate such a trade in exchange for a small fee. How small a fee, Malik? A hundred golden lions. Malik, I don't have a hundred coin. Yet. I can give you twenty now. He he strokes his, like, oily goatee. And you can have the front garden. I don't covet land. I prefer my assets more liquid. And he takes a big drink of wine. You could sell that to the calls later. Can you promise me victory in your next bout in the arena? Those you must fight are... Well, they're favored to win. I, Everyone thinks you'll die screaming. I promise I won't scream. That, my friend, is a bet I can win a hundred gold coins on. <laughs> ha! I swear Honorello's grave will win. Nah. Yeah, Malik grins and proffers his hand to you to shake. Uh, am I giving him 20 coin? You get your coin out and he waves it away. Win the fight, and we'll be more than even. Besides, you're an old friend. Brendis pours a little bit more wine into his glass, puts it in his off hand, and shakes heartily Malik's hand. An old friend, I suppose. I'll send some friends around to the call estate. They will convince him to accept our exchange. If you could have my father be present for the exchange, that'd be great. I would love the old man to be in pain for a while. Of course. I would never rob a wayward, a fellow wayward son of a chance to torture his father. Now, please join me. The races will begin soon. While I appreciate it, Malik, we can't stay. We have to make an appearance at the celebration of the Queen later tonight. We have to get ready. Oh, of course, of course. I wasn't invited, but enjoy yourselves, I suppose. Brendis downs the rest of his wine. We will. Enjoy your races. And thank you, old friend. Don't die, Brendis. I swear on my life. <laughs> yeah, I think that's uh, that's scene. So you guys leave the uh, <laughs> arena. You You have a few hours until... The the feast in celebration of the, the queen. How do you guys get ready? I mean, this is going to be a celebration. Arello is actually going to, yeah, have a few beverages and try and get the rest of the, the group, like, in the spirit of going to a, a festivus. Do you, want, do you want a drink? Why do you look all somber? 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 Why, I think he's talking to you. Oh, I thought he was just practicing in front of that mirror. I'm sorry, we're going to a party. I haven't been in a long time. We should play the part. A part? You haven't been to a party in a long time? Yes, actually. 
When's the last time we went to a party? It's been literally five days, six. And the last one we went to, I was too drunk to ask this nice lady for a dance. This one I will be prepared for. I will be ready. I will... I'm going to ask her for a dance this time. Ooh. Who are you going to ask for a dance? The Lady of the Manor. You mean the Queen? We're going to the Queen. The a celebration of the Queen. Uh, it seems like... Yes. It, yeah. And he, he has to give himself some courage. Yes, I will be asking the Queen for a dance on this particular night. I will speak to her in our ceremonial Seath Isle dance. Why he's going to get us killed? I feel like he might be right. Who? Him or me? Who's right? Seriously, Vi, he cannot. I know. Ask the queen for a dance. This is. Have you? But have you ever met her? Do you? You know? stay out of this. I'm here. I'm a part of this. Practice whatever you were doing in the mirror again. Particularly with those moves, he'll get us doubly killed. He's gonna try to sleep with her, isn't he? He is. Yes. Gods, gods, what, gods. Can, should, uh, we have to main. We have to, we have to maintain a low profile. I'm still technically wanted for murder. Is there ever maintaining a low profile with a rello? There's maintaining a low profile with a rello, and there's dancing with the queen. Should I drug him again? Yeah, probably. Do you have anything that can just make him not who he is as a person anymore? Well, I can put him to sleep. We might need him though if things go poorly. I. Oh, but if he's like this, it just will go poorly. Yeah, I don't. I know that I said I wasn't going to drink, but I think right. I am. I'm going to do it. <laughs> yeah, you should. You should drink. We should drink. <laughs> <laughs> and he turns around, mimicking the dance to see both of you taking a big swig out of your goblets. My friends, we will have a wonderful evening this evening. Just tell me, and I'll drug him. <laughs> gulp, gulp, gulp. Smash cut to the party. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's yeah. yeah. Oh, I love that. I think you guys are just like in the party. Oh, are we just in it? Am I walking up to the queen now? Oh no, that's exactly where we smash cut to. I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. Brendis. We're smash Brendis. cutting to. Where's Arello? <laughs> yeah, I, I think the last thing the camera sees is Arello laughing and <laughs> dancing with himself, and then it cuts to him to laughing you, like, and trying to fucking dance with the queen. Yeah. It's me laughing and like pushing your guys. Don't worry, it's fine. No, no, seriously, you cannot. Listen, listen. He just takes your lips and he stops them with his fingers. He's like, shut up. And he just walks away. He comes into the center of the dancing ring and he puts his arms out. Nope. Viatrix fucking is going to like run in and (laughs) (laughs) tries to like dance wrangle you away from the dance floor. (laughs) Arello and Viatrix dancing together now. I think so. Can I defy danger plus charisma and uh, Viatrix is interfering? To, to catch the queen's attention? Yes. Yeah, because I, I think there's a there's a line of su- not suitors. So wait, wait, wait. So Vi intercepts you. Yeah, I'm trying to like dance slash manhandle him away. I want some conversation before we roll anything. Sorry okay. sorry to take us away. Right no, 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 I want no, some no. conversation while she's just trying to push him away from the center circle. Yeah. My queen, excuse there's my... A- a line that you need to wait Ugh. for. Come on. 
You'll you'll definitely get your chance, but you can't just barge into the dance floor. It, it, we are not one for lines, Viatrix. I I know, but this is you're in a different place, and we need to go this way. Come on, just this way for now. For now, it's okay. Do you want me to roll this, and then she rolls an interview? Like, what do you want? Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Okay, I'll roll a defying your plus charisma, which will be a uh, twelve. <laughs> <laughs> To see, like, wrangle under, like, my arms and then, like, slides under my legs I think, I, and just fucking, like... <laughs> I think you're like, come over here. And he's like, I think you're wrong. He, like, slides underneath your arm and just is like... Yeah. You see the, the crowd of suitors and court officials around the queen kind of part as you are absolutely making a scene. But everybody knows... The sort of opening feast wasn't that long ago where Arello was the one standing up to this like demigod-like figure. And Queen Ismahan looks at you and smiles a little bit more indulgently. Like somebody smiles at a, at a child who's just being ridiculous and walks out into the dance floor. And she places a hand around your shoulder and starts to dance with you. What do you do? Gods, is she actually going to dance with him? I don't believe it. Just keep backing up. I don't know where this is going to go. I'm dreaming. This is a nightmare, right? This is a nightmare that I'm having? Pinch me. Ow! I dance with the queen. (laughs) My queen, you move very gracefully. I'm surprised to say the same of you, Arello. Where did you learn to dance? I am honored that you, and he, he, he gets her around for a nice little spin, and they do the, like, arms out, clap, clap, and come back together. My God, where did he learn this? <laughs> Arello does look surprisingly nimble for such a small man. Uh, is the queen a handful? You know I'm short. Like, how much taller is she than me? I mean, I think she's maybe not significantly taller than you, but taller than you. Yeah. My queen, it is an honor that you would know such... A lowly name as Arello the Flesh Carver. Lowly name? You fight in the finals tomorrow. Well, that may be. You are one of great honor. And he twirls her around, and then they do another. And they they come back together. One that I would assume of such high nobility would have no time for learning such trifles as the name of her competitors. I make it my business to know all such goings-on in my city. Then you know the plight of my teammate. You look over at Brendis and Vine. We just, like, with clenched teeth, wave at you. I wink very, like, unceremoniously. Ah. Oh, God, he's talking about us. How, how long can this song possibly be? It's been going at least ten minutes now. I, I think they're playing it to wait to see if he fucks up. I was informed that that matter had been cleared up. Is that not so? Oh, I had come here with intentions, I will admit. And they spin around, and he spins her out. And they come back together to speak with you on this matter. Diplomat to queen. But I am happy that the investigations have been resolved. I was afraid that perhaps news traveled slowly in Jataka. Your great city, and he bows at the end of the song, has surprised me once again. She bows back to you, but a little more shallowly than you bowed. Uh, Of course, but I would not have allowed a known terrorist 
to attend my party if there was any lingering suspicions of him. Enjoy. And she walks back to the, the dais. Enchanted as ever, my queen. And I, I walk over to my, my friends. Your name is cleared. And he elbows you on the side. Ow. No, you didn't have anything to do with that. Yeah, didn't we just do that? Wasn't that the whole point? I just sold off my entire inheritance to make sure that my name was cleared. I was making sure that it got all the way up to the top and I can confirm it did. If you weren't as good a dancer, and it pains me to admit, you'd be dead right now. Careless. I will admit to being a very good dancer. Gods. Beatrix, what are you staring at? I... <sighs> can we leave? Why are we here? We're here because this party is for, well, it's for us. Shouldn't we be preparing to fight and not carousing? <clears throat> there's a difference? I, I, I'm not sure. Of course there's a difference. It's, tomorrow well, we, have, we have to fight. What do we have to fight tomorrow? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So I think you see off in one of the corners kind of keeping to themselves. One of them in dressed in very dark doublet and hose. Lucero the Whisper who was the, the ranged weapon master from Luca? Dressed in all green and still shiny as hell is Giralf of the Gliston Forest. And then there's Damon Bonebreaker, who stands towering above the other ones. So yeah, that's your competition. And I think as the, the dancing sort of breaks up and the song ends, Vecti, the, the small rotund man who is in charge of, he's the major domo of the arena, sort of takes the pedestal. Before we get too deep in our cups, I would like to invite a few special guests on stage. Do you guys have a team name? I believe it was the Flesh Carvers. <laughs> when asked what the team name would be, Arello definitely would have just blurted it out. So Yeah, so Vecti, he holds out one hand to the, the corner. Damon Bonebreaker and his companions, and the, everybody claps. And Vecti looks over at you guys, and the flesh carvers, and still polite clapping. I do the front flex. Yeah, you you guys are here as a formality, and that's that's sort of the the feeling that you get from everybody else who's here. Nobody in high society they might appreciate your antics in the arena, your bloodletting, but nobody wants you here. As the party sort of picks back up. What uh, what are you doing, Viatrix? You know, the music comes back and people start moving around and dancing starts again. There's like hors d'oeuvres or something. Of course. Yeah, I'm eating. Carbo loading. Basically, yeah. <laughs> All right, y'all did this to me and you seem to enjoy it quite a bit. Ryan, what kind of foodstuffs is Jataka famous for? Hell yeah. Oh, sure. We had mentioned before that they drink scorpion wine. Oh, yeah. Oh, right, because it's like the elvish heritage yeah. passed down, right? I would assume that the highfalutin people definitely enjoy elvish oh, food. Oh, cool. Uh, their cuisine is essentially like a creole of elvish food and the the human tribes that conquered them and formed the Jatakan kingdom. So it's a lot of like heavily spiced elvish food and with the more like staple crop that humans need to survive. So... Yeah, it would be wheat in this region. Is it bulgur's wheat that's super like thick and chewy and it's almost like quinoa, chicken, fish, that kind of stuff. Very Mediterranean with some like Indian spice kind of stuff to it. 
I like the idea that the intensity of the flavor is kind of subsided by like it being like a garnish for high society on top of like the bed of this quinoa type of thing. And it's intaken in small doses, but it's super potent, high levels of whatever you, if it's spice or like sweetness, like it's like small portions because we're, we're in high society. Right. So how does that kind of translate itself? And I like it being concentrated, small flavors. Yeah. No, that sounds good. So yeah, that's that's what there is for Viatrix to be munching on. Is she a fan of spicy food? Oh, that's actually really interesting. No. no I'm yeah. going to say no. Because of her tum tum? Because it's more fun that way. Yeah, I mean, I think that the place that she comes from is very, just very simple, right? So mm-hmm. it's like, Meat I mean, potatoes. I pictured her as coming from what I described as like Gallic kind of. So I'm early French food. So like very plain, but very delicious breads and some cheese so yes dairies breads of various sorts obviously crepes we have discussed previously oh yeah but I feel, none of this is like spicy food it's just like i think we may have talked about this before but the reason that like these sorts of places have spicy food and is because it was used as a preservative unlike in a lot of the areas that are used in western culinary is salt was was something that the food is packed in dried meats and salted meats so are you are you doing anything as you're eating or just uh just shoveling it in? I love you stress eating fucking habaneros basically. <laughs> yeah, not really a fan, like sweating profusely, like not comfortable with it, but too hungry to not eat it just because it's spicy. Probably then also drinking too much to like quench the heat. So as you're eating, a figure that I think the audience will find familiar, but I don't think Viatrix does. The wizard from the prism who Arello talked to at the the previous party steps up beside you. I find myself equally uncomfortable at these things. Mm. Mm. What do you mean? (sighs) 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 Who are you? Uh, (laughs) He bows at the waist in kind of like a... Not mocking, but sort of jovial uh, a, a, a little bow at the waist I am Cinevere of the Cerulean Council what? The what? he sighs I am a wizard for lack of a better term mm. oh, okay your companions and you left the city recently what did you find out in the desert? I mean I think she's taken back to the killing more than anything else oh yeah we found danger and ruins dangerous places ruins i've never really understood why anyone would go delving into them yes it's not something i would like to repeat well i'm glad you're back keep your eyes out i believe great changes are going to come over the city oh all right has that not already been happening he looks at you with these sort of piercing blue eyes. And, like, I don't mean piercing blue eyes, like, piercing sexy. Like, literally, like, it feels like he's staring into your soul. I think that you know just as well as I do that this city has not seen its end of troubles, Beatrix. Well, I mean, yeah, there is still a big castle floating in the sky. But is that, I mean, one of your, like, wizard prophecies? <laughs> he grins. What isn't a prophecy written in some old book? And he kind of shrugs and starts blending back into the crowd. 
not that you'd know anything about old books, right? And then he's just kind of like gone, swept up with uh, the movements of the crowd. Brendis, what are you doing? There aren't any elves here, are there? The servants were pretty much all universally slaughtered unless I'm missing something. Are there... I mean, not everybody's servants. I think anybody who'd be serving sort of in the palace is very loyal. I don't want to talk to them. I don't want to get kicked out of here or killed. So what do people do at parties, guys? If you want to look around to see if there's any elves. What is the apparatus for getting high in this place? That was what I was. I was like, wait a minute. Is it a hookah thing? It could be. So we so we like super briefly discussed this a long fucking time ago. There was what the Ashkashari Empire was importing into Luko. The Empire citivates these beetles and their chitin, so their shells have a hallucinogen in them that like is like an opiate, and then he exports that as a powder. So they crush up these beetles and then export them, and they're essentially like the opium of the Ashkashari Empire. It's just super illegal within the empire. But that's what they were exporting to that black market leader that Karul had taken over. Oh yeah, the old boy. Yeah. Did we give that a name? Nah, I don't. I don't know if it ever had a name. I don't know if we've ever talked about it on the podcast. It definitely but. doesn't have one on the podcast. Well, it would just have like a weird street name, like Dust or something. Yes. Dust isn't good. Don't get me wrong. I just mean <laughs> spice, glitter. <laughs> it's not glitter. I wish it were glitter. I literally like glitter better than a lot of other things. It could be like gleam. Gleam Gleam's is pretty good. Gleam is pretty good. Glint. Glint is pretty good. I like glint better than gleam. They do like crush it up into a type of dust that then is either smoked, maybe snorted if you want to get crazy. Well, yeah, I, I, imbibed in some kind of unnatural way. Yeah, I bet rich people mix it in with alcohol. That was what I was gonna say, like yeah. absinthe, like a like a sugar, like uh, ooh, like absinthe. Ooh, yeah, that's actually yeah, really that's good. So it's like, great. so it's like, it's really mild effects to rich people, but people who are hardcore addicts of it, right, will like they have the best ways to get it into them, right? So there are different colors of glints. Like there's silver glint, green glint, gold. Oh, this yeah, there's gold glint, straight gold glint, black glint, which is the strongest you can get, but it's uh potentially lethal. I really like this powder as like this shiny reflective powder. Wizards definitely use it in potions and shit too. It's like a I think it would be potentially a magical effect. You want to discern realities and find some some drugs? Yeah, anyway, yeah, Brendis Brendis has had a bad couple of days and he just wants to get fucked up and not be at this party. So, I want to DR. Yeah, I'm a professional when I spout lore discern realities about criminal nice. activities. I take plus 1. Hell yeah. Rad. That's an 11. I'm discerning realities, right? So useful or valuable? Yeah, so I think you find a room it's some of the the younger crowd of the the sort of noble families, the the maybe some of the black sheep, and yeah, they're lounging around on like divans and pillows, drinking glint. Who's really in charge here? Do you want it specifically to be in this room or in like a a broader sense? What's more interesting to you? I'm I'm actually kind of curious who brought it to the party. Yeah, it's an elf. I also liked Magnus. <laughs> you remember this guy? Oh, the dwarf? The dwarf, yeah. He likes to party. Who? In one of the earliest sessions, Magnus was the one, the person who I knew in town. Yeah, he's the dwarf. I had I had made friends with him because he liked to party, and he was the yeah, emissary from the fjords who was basically like doing some low, love some ground level work. I like this answer better. That's, yeah. yeah, I like that. Yeah, you see Magnus, who I think his like massive bushy mustache is just like glowing almost. Has got so much glint powder <laughs> in it. 
he's holding court. It's just some dumb bullshit that he's spouting off about. And then one more. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, what what should I be on the lookout for? Hey, Ryan, one of the other competitors. Oh, yeah, I love it. Is is in the room. Yeah, Jerolf is in the room. Jerolf of the Glisten Forest. <laughs> yeah, so I enter I entered into this uh this glint parlor. Take a look around. Jerolf and I meet eyes for a moment, and then I walk over to Magnus. Magnus, right? The uh yeah, that's me. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, what? I'm 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 with the Arello. I'm one of Arello's teammates. Arello, where's he at? I imagine he like gives me like a big hug. Yeah, yeah. I I'm not sure right now. I was last I saw he was dancing with the queen. I think that for a minute you see his whole face like spaz out as you you break his brain. He's like, uh, what? He asked the queen to dance. I know. He he butted in line even. And she took him up on it. He actually was pretty good. Well, I'll be damned. What can I do for you? Well, from the state of your mustache, and I also know where you're sailing from, I was hoping that I could trouble you for some, uh, glint. He, he like, runs his fingers through his mustache, looks down at him, and sniffs it back up off his fingers. Yeah, I can probably do that. I thought so. What's your fancy? And he, he like pulls out a satin bag and it he like opens it and it opens all the way up so that it like falls open on the table and there's little glass boxes with different colors of glint in them. Silver's fine. I'm not that rich. Magnus holds out his hand. Silver for silver. How much is the going rate? I would know, but... I mean, maybe like a gold. Okay. I pull a coin out of my pocket and... He he catches it out of the air and he does the whole like bites it and make sure it's real kind of thing. Tucks it away. I knew I should have poisoned that and I take the I I don't think it would have worked on me. I've been trying to poison myself for nearly a century. Next time then we'll compare recipes. It would be a genuine pleasure, Master Brindis. And I uh put the cork of the bile into my teeth and tap it into the Oh man. Are we drinking scorpion wine? Sure. Yeah. Tap it into my glass of Scorpion wine. This whole fight, this entire thing, my mother dying, has all been a lot. Thank you. Of course, of course. You know, and he, he kind of looks around. <clears throat> I wouldn't bring this out among any of the blue bloods. It is <sighs> illegal. But, and he pulls out uh, one of the vials, but it's full of the uh, glistening black glint. By the gods. They say it'll kill you. But it'll, it lets you speak with the dead. I'm not sure how many dead people I really want to talk to, Magnus. Fair enough. They don't say anything about if it lets you pick the dead person you want to talk to. Uh, was that it? Is that, I Brindis, thought... where have you gotten to? Are you in here? And I move back the curtain that was definitely the door. Yeah, I mean, it's a desert climate. I don't think they have, like, thick doors in the entertaining part of the castle. I gulp down the rest of the wine. Ah, uh, Orello. What are you doing? I'm talking to your friend Magnus. Magnus! You look like you've come back from the dead. I feel like it, Orello. And he, he runs up and gives you a big hug. Some of the glint puffs off of his beard and mustache as you as he, like, hugs you. Onto my head. Achoo! No, don't sneeze. Ugh. Damn, wasted. Wasted what? Nothing. What are you two doing in here? Drinking. What else do I do? Well, it looks like you're drinking with a sorry lot. 
And then he gestures to all of the people who are obviously blitzed out of their mind. And Geralt. Oh, yeah. yeah. More importantly, yes. I guess he lingers on Geralt. Hey, Geralt. I would hardly say that I'm feeling very sorry at the moment, but I suppose. You look a little out of sorts. Maybe you're up for a drinking competition. He grins, and uh, only if you're having what I'm having. Orello, I really don't think that's a very good idea. (laughs) Listen here, and he pulls you in closely. If I beat him here, he will be weaker in the arena tomorrow. That's not how that works. Yes, no, it's a... It's a... it's a, it's like a, it's like a mind thing. Psychological was what you were trying to say. Ah, uh, yes, no, that's it, a... I really wouldn't do that, Morello. You've, I've drank this man here, and he points at a Magnus as a little bit more of the glint puffles out of his beard from being prodded in the chest many times. I've literally almost killed the man in a competition. Oh, I'm certainly not going to foot the bill for this contest. Excuse me, sir. I am a guest within your home, and I'd dance with your wife if she were here. Can we have two drinks, please? (laughs) God. He's nothing. He's kind of wrapped up in the spirit of, like, dancing with the queen and actually pulling off, like, uh, you know. Yeah. Nice ceremonial thing. I think he's kind of blustering a little bit. Like, for Arello, he's peacocking, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Very well. Just to see what happens. And he picks one of the vials up off the table and grabs a glass of wine off one of the like low tables, dumps the powder in the wine, sloshes it about a bit, and hands it to Arello. And Giralf stands and clinks his glass to yours. Two better times, friend. Now wait, 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 wait. And Arello uh, kind of raises his shoulders up to try and seem closer to Giralf's height. How is the competition being presented? Is this for speed or stamina? Magnus looks between the two of you and looks up at Brendis. I will admit that my preference is always for stamina, but I would happily race you in a game such as this. Brendis is just cringing and like staring (laughs) mouth agape at Orello and looks to Magnus and just shrugs. A game of stamina then. My type of game. I will enjoy this brew. Thank you, Magnus, for supplying, but you may need to bring another round. Shall we? Giraffe clinks glasses. May the last man on this earth win and starts drinking. I am no mere man. And he begins drinking himself. Defy danger plus constitution. That'll be a 12? Yeah. Has Arello ever done any mind-altering drugs that aren't alcohol in the past? Actually, this is great. I think the people of the Seath Isles have a more indulgent culture. They probably adhere to some of the, how do we say that, like ritualistic aspects of like, you know, hallucinogens being things that allow you to see your path, right? We had talked about like the big game hunt being a part of their thing. Like, you know, there probably is an aspect of spiritual like psychedelia to like see the beast before you go out on your ship i'm not sure i like the implication of what is about to happen then what do you mean (laughs) if i'm understanding you correctly that means that it's going to take you to a place where you're thinking about your hunt yes oh you don't like it in the sense of it could go poorly i just mean no i mean like yeah this is gonna be (laughs) us this is giraffe is go on (laughs) (laughs) so yes and being of a, a steely demeanor, one that would forego such things in a revelrous sense, 
Arello has not ever been high outside of the time that he performed the ceremonial, let's just call it what it is, vision quest, before he, he left on his journey. Before he saw the giant wolf, bear, Ryan, whichever one it was, I'm pretty it sure was it's neither a... of those things. Didn't you see the Dober call? Oh. Yeah, it's a Well, hyena. like I think we've kind of yeah, I think we've sashayed it into the Dober call at this point. I don't think it was originally. Oh, it I wasn't? think it was an, I believe, if I'm remembering correctly, it wasn't like an undead wolf. I could see you interpreting a demonic hyena. Yeah. As an undead wolf as a person who comes from a culture that probably doesn't have hyenas. Yes. And I believe that originally is what I had said was that it was like this dead wolf that's like guts were like basically had become its ligaments. Like its insides had like supported the lack of like a leg and things like this nature. Yeah. That's the Dober call. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was just this un this undead beast and it was like, Yeah, this is just a Dober call. I, uh, I thought that you'd meant it to be the Dober call the entire time. No, I just saw a cool picture of like an undead wolf. All all is this to say. Right. That like yes, the only time I had seen that was uh, when I took the vision and saw this undead hound that I was supposed to. Yeah. So so like the dose that you got was pretty controlled. Mm-hmm. Okay. This one's not. But we'll get back to that in just a second. Wonderful. I mean, you rolled a twelve, so it's not going to be anything bad. But Brendis, you've done Glint before, correct? Yes. Also, I thought that the twelve just meant that he won the contest. I didn't think that it. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, I mean, I think you see Arello stay on his feet, and Giralf sort of slumps back down into his big poofy couch where he was sitting, and he just does the very, like, dramatic arm over his eyes. (laughs) (laughs) As the the camera zooms in on Arello's eyes as they just go blood cartoon. (laughs) They're all pupil. Baby, yeah, that's that's me in a, in a in a the shortest of ideas, but I am laughing and then the laugh probably is going to turn into something else. A hyena cackling. Yeah. Oh, your yeah, your own kinda... laughter like like <laughs> reverberates and then turns into It's kind of fun. Yeah, no, I, I love it. But Brindis, what is Glint supposed to feel like? So Glint as a hallucinogenic is pretty mild. Yeah, that's why it's usually cut with an alcohol. You add a nice depressant in there. It'll mellow you out real hard. It Close to mushrooms is mm. what I would imagine. So we're essentially drinking mushroom tea, but with a, gotcha. bit, a bit boozier. So I think because of your previous spiritual hallucinations. You know what? Just because I think it's going to be more fun. So let's back up. Okay. I think the reason that it's cut with alcohol frequently Shit, it's the opposite of a depressant. So, Silver Glint, in particular, is closer to a euphoria. That's why it's frequently cut with alcohol to mellow you out a little bit. Some of the Glint strains are a little more... Euphoric. Euphoric. And it'll induce a bit of, uh, you know, mania. Yeah, we're getting at it being euphoric, mildly hallucinogenic. Yeah. Other strains of it may gesture more toward a depressant scale like an opiate or closer to cocaine. Yeah. Or probably an amphetamine, honestly. Yeah. And I think that in his own state, I think Magnus is an an uppers guy. But so he just like snatched one because he was, you know, in the shock surprise of like, oh, they're really going to do this. And I think he grabbed uh, a light blue vial that looks almost like lightning. 
the flash, and that's what he poured into your cup. Magnus, what did you give him? He uh, looks into the the vial, and he sticks his little finger into the vial and pulls it out, and he like licks the tip. He's like, oh, oh, that's not good. Tell me it was anything but blue. Well, I can tell you that, but that doesn't really alleviate the situation. By the black gates, why did you give him blue? I am very high right now. (laughs) I should not be the responsible one. Do you have any of that black left? Good gods, man, you're not going to give him both. For me, you idiot. He's trying to extort yeah, Magnus. He, he, he pulls it out of his vest and like just hands it to you absentmindedly, watching in horror as Arello is just like, ah! Yeah, so Arello, what do you see as this hallucination begins? It's a very quick succession of things. I am drinking from the deep cup and I win the duel against Geralt. And I start laughing at him. And then you see Giralf, like, fall back and, like, whimper into a daisy. And then you just see, like, his body, kind of a Kira style, as the, like, flesh, like, of his hand covers his eyes. And then it, like, melts down into his body. And then becomes this, like, weird, wrapped up a vine of, like, coagulate and, like, veins and nastiness. As everything kind of, like, descends into itself, as it were. And then you just hear the rush of the ocean in, a, in the background of his head. And then he sees the beach in front of him from that beach as if you're standing on the beach looking at the ocean. He sees his own ship crash into the beach when he had taken it out to sea for the first time. And he just sees that giant hound like rush up over the beach and knock his boat across. And he just starts screaming out. At all of this happening, because it's just a sensory overlook. Brendis grabs one more <laughs> glass of wine and begins slowly backing out of the room. Viatrix, what are you what are you doing as you hear Arello screaming? Oh God, I can. Okay, interesting. Yeah, I probably like throw the whatever foodstuffs I have still continues to be consuming onto the table and then just run full sprint. Did we keep our weapons on us? Or did they take those away when we came in? I am almost certain they would have taken them away from. Yeah, you. we're unless, a polite society. Unless, I was only gonna, I was only gonna sell it because it's like we're kind of the attraction of like. Right. I'm gonna push back because if you watch any wrestling promo where you get two opposing parties in the room, the idea is they're gonna fight right now, right? Oh. Uh, uh, I'm saying we would keep our weapons because they want people to think like, oh, they might go right now. Yeah, yeah, uh, like the entertainment uh, factor. <laughs> It's the entire point of this is to get is to get a powder keg going. It's the weigh in, right? Like where like we're doing the thing where they're face to face and I'm going to put my knuckles in your head and see if you react and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, perfect. I'm probably worried that that's what's happening. If Arello is like yelling a war cry. Yeah, yeah. Scream. Uh, So I am rushing toward the source of the sound. Cool. Just like shoving people out of the way, like using my bulk to my advantage. Yeah. I think you you see Brindis in the hallway. I am back to her backing out of the yeah, room, yeah. Not, not taking my eyes away from Morello. I'd probably smash into you then if that's the case, right? Because I'm trying to rush through and you're trying to back out. Oh, I so drop- neither of us are really noticing each other. Yeah, I drop my wine. Bump into you and like catch you. Brendis, where's Morello? Ah! What's going on? He's right. He's the thing screaming right in front of you. Oh, my wine. I know. Is he all right? And then I'm going to step forward and pull up my broken sword. Yeah, Arello, what do you see in the midst of your hallucination as you look at Viatrix holding her sword? 
I really like the opposite of what you want me to do. She comes in with her giant broken sword, and I see the old wizened mentor on the sands of the beach walking in. But in between us is the the broken glass on the floor that starts to like pulsate with like this unlife as the the lights of the room hit off of it and shine off of it. And it looks like small, like little squiggly urchins, like collecting together to try and form the body of the hound once again. As I, I think what had happened before was that I had slashed at the air against the hound that had wrecked into my boat. And then it like came apart and then it's trying to like recollect itself. Vi, we should back up. He's very high and he has his weapons out. Yeah, I guess, what uh, what is he looking like? Is he swinging around wildly then? I'm swinging around wildly, and I think I yell mm. at Viatrix, and I say, Mitra, they have come for me. I do not have to go on my great hunt anymore. And I slam my axe down into this, like, center table where people were getting high off of. I will take... Right there is where I rush him and try to, like, get him to the ground. So hopefully his axe is stuck in the table. Yeah, defy danger plus strength. That's a 10. Do you want to interfere? The thing is, I don't know if I would interfere because I was taken by surprise. Okay. Yeah, Viatrix, what do you... You have narrative control for a minute. What do you do? Yeah, so I'm tackling him to the ground, hopefully separating him from his axe, and then probably going to grab, I guess, the closest glass of wine and then just dump it on his head to try and like snap him out of things a little bit get his attention like focused on me a little bit more just get a face full of more glint <laughs> which i don't know right but right also, no right. It's, it's funny <laughs> I, I i think you, you dump the wine on it it looks like somebody just fucking doused arello with glitter why mitra why would you continue and he grabs your hand as you have the goblet in it to hold me back you never wanted me to leave the island i must go and kill this thing Orello, it's me, Viatrix. Vi, look at me. I'm going to try to grab his little tiny head and get it to focus on me. You're here with me. Brendis is here. We have a fight tomorrow. Snap out of it. Come on. Brendis raises his hand and just like does the, the bend each finger in succession wave. Hi, Orello. This is foolish, Mitra. You know I must go on my journey. You know I must you're, kill this you're thing. On, you're on your journey. You're already on your journey. All you here. done is you're hold me it. back. Always. So as you were arguing with Mitra on the beach, in the midst of the, the kind of like blurry in and out of the hallucination, a very concrete figure forms. A tall elven man. He has tattoos on his face like uh, the warriors that you've seen. Especially like some of the, the crucified warriors that you rode past on your way in. But the runes that are inscribed on his skin, they're more like flowing. And they, they go down his neck and down his arms. Like it's his entire body. Kill her, Arello. She's always held you back from your greatness. You know this. This is the first beast that you must hunt. And I'm going to spend my hold that I have on Arello. Ooh, Shit. Nice timing, right? As we forget about it entirely. Yep. I love it. <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> and if I remember this quite, I can... You can not choose to accept it, and I keep a hold on you. Mm. Or you can mark experience and do it, and you do it. 
I mean, obviously, you're not going to kill Right. Her. I, I don't think that's, like, necessarily the stakes right now. You can fucking try. I pull my dagger out of my boot. Mitra, you have always tried to stop me. And he grabs you by the, the nape of your shirt. You have only wanted the Seath Isles to die in isolation, to never exist, to have always been a fire that has burnt out. I'm like reeling back to try and stab you literally through the temple. Or I like panic and just grab Vi by the shoulders and attempt to yank her backward. Yeah. So I think hack and slash. Yes. And then either defend or interfere. Yeah. Defend or interfere, or is it interfere and then aid? I think it's defend. Yeah. Okay, cool. So I'll roll hack and slash. That's a nine. All right. Oh, man. Yes. That is also a nine. Ooh. Okay, so you you deal your damage. I'm going to have the the effect or damage. Okay, I'm just trying to stab her in the face with a knife, which could kill a person. But I'm willing to give you. I want to give her a cool scar. That's that what I mean. Her. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have the the damage, the effect or damage. Okay, which I believe right because you're pulling me away. So instead of hitting me in the temple, you're just slashing me across the face. Yeah, That's exactly what's happening. Yeah, here. yeah, yeah. cool. <laughs> yeah, it's super cool. I think I'm slashing across her face. Yeah, if you want me to roll, I'll roll damage. No, yeah. totally rolling yeah. damage. Why would you not roll damage? We haven't had an explicit okay. PvP in a while. Like that's yeah. just what yeah. this is. Yeah, roll your fucking right. damage. I'm on board. Yes, a solid six damage that I done. Well, I'm having the effect. Yes. Right? Yeah. You're, you're having the damage, right? right. Yeah. Well, that's yeah, why so I she was would asking. take three damage. Take okay. three damage, yeah. Yeah. Well, we were talking about her getting a scar instead of getting stabbed in the temple. And I was like, is I that, mean, I'm, is, no, is I'm that still, if, you, like, if you're doing two damage, I have one armor. That's still like getting your face cut up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's still going to be a badass scar. It's just not very much damage. Like, it's right. fine. That happens. So I also get to make an attack against you, however... Sweet. Yeah. So I think the reaction here, right, is you go to stab me in the temple. I get pulled back by Brendy. And as I'm getting pulled away, that cut cuts across my face. Since you were aiming for the temple, uh, I was pulled back. I think it's cutting right across, like, my cheekbones, my nose, and my other cheekbone. And that's the scar that's getting left. Oh, right. Like a horizontal scar. Yeah, I was going to say that. Horizontal. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, oh, right under my eyes. Cool. Yeah. cool. yeah. And as that happens, Brendis has fully pulled me back. And is this the time to do this? Oh, no. Yeah. You think so? I would argue for just just pure panic and bloodlust, but also, you know, defense mechanisms. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So what happens is I get pulled back by Brendis so that Brendis thinks that we're totally separated and out of each other's reach. And then I thrust forward. And as I thrust forward, blood comes surging out of the broken end of my sword. So this red liquid comes out as like tentacled mass and forms into its own blade shape. And it pulls the iron from that blood to the edges, making a sharp point all the way around it. So when I leveled up last time, uh, given the fact that my sword, my broken sword has drank a lot of blood, I took improved weapon, chose an extra enhancement. So my sword now has reach as well as close. It's versatile. I have an additional range. So when I choose to, or when something like this happens, my sword returns to its original form before it was broken, but it makes it out of congealed blood and the iron in that blood to make a new blade. Sick. Yeah, that's fucking cool. 
So they use them kind of like from the backs of the lizards. They use or this general like used it both as a lance and as like a heavy two-handed big ass fucking Final Fantasy sword, basically. So this blood like fucking congeals, pulls the iron out to the sides to make an actual cutting edge, uh, and I'm gonna thrust you through Sweet. for some damage. I love it. Okay, so I'm sorry, but I rolled a two, but I'm gonna use my move to roll that again. <laughs> that, that's fine. This is the first presentation of my badass sword, so. I want it to hurt. Yeah. Also, I feel like Arello's warnings about your sword are now kind of coming true. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah, exactly. Sorry, buddy. Oh, I don't care. Five damage, uh, forceful and messy. So I definitely at least like shove you back against the wall with this this like spade like tip of my now gargantuan sword. Ah! Is the wound in like the same spot as uh, Viatrix's? Uh, yeah, probably. It's like right below the ribs. Sure, I like that. Bleeding yeah. profusely at this point, given the messy tag. By the gods, Vi. What is Arello seeing right now? Is the pain enough to bring you out of it? I think we have that really cool anime conclusion style thing where he sees the weird vein and coagulating tentacular things make the sword out of Mitra's staff and then stab me. And then it wakes me up, and I see Viatrix as she stabs me through. We get the, like, cool three-panel conclusion of, like, oh, no, that was a fantasy, but this is real, and the realness is way too real. You know what I'm saying? And I start screaming out in pure agony as I am stabbed through with a magical weapon. Brindis, what do you do? Vi, he's not in his right mind. Why did you stab him? I, I didn't. I didn't know that. What happens? What, what is this? I'm going to yank the sword back out of him. And then as I do so, I think the blood like retracts back into the broken part of the blade. Uh, blood saber. Yes. Sick. I, uh, Arello, are you all right? You see blood spurt out of my side all dramatically. And I put my elbow on the couch behind me. What the fuck do you say after getting stabbed? I don't know. Oh, I thought you were going to take a long pause and then say no and then pass out. <laughs> I think maybe that is what happened. <laughs> yeah! No. <laughs> yeah, so I think the two of you, Arello, is laying on the ground in a pool of blood, and he's very not stable. So if this problem's not handled quickly, there's, you know, the increasing chance that he could bleed out. What are you all just staring at us? This the show you wanted? Get out of the way. Call a medic. I have a bandage that I would like to use on him. Oh, yeah. Okay. I don't drop my broken sword because, you know, I still still might need that. But I do hang it back on my side and then rush forward and pull these bandages out and try to heal him a little bit. Try to stop the bleeding at the very least. So, yeah, I don't think you heal that, but I think that the danger of bleeding out through your stomach is gone. Damon, stop staring. Come get your lush. We'll see you tomorrow. Everybody else, get out of here. Damon walks in, and he he picks up Giralf. Looks like you did half my work for me. Watch your tone. I'll do all my job right now. Get him out of here. He picks up Giralf, and he parts the, the sea of people. Asshole. The medic? Is there a medic? Brindis would know. Is there like a priest or cleric class uh, in the city? We've established that magic itself is not as prevalent in this world as in other fantasy worlds. 
So, like, who is the medic class? Like, who knows how to do that kind of stuff here? Well, these would be the people in the castle who are tasked with maintaining the nobility's health, right? A medic may not be quite the right word, but a doctor. I think my the distinction I wanted to make is is this uh you know somebody who actually who might have some magical capabilities of healing or is this a cutter like a, somebody who can stitch him up and put him back together? It's an elf who's, oh, you, who's okay. using primal elvish magic. Yep, love that. Cool. Yeah, so I think this elf whose skin looks like it's kind of hanging off of him, very ancient. He has the big like red liver spots, and he gently kneels down before Arello. Uh, now, what happened here? And he he starts to peel back the bandages. I assume that Vi is the one like right there. Yeah, yes. he <laughs> he got stabbed. I ch- I tried to help and stop it. Is he? He's okay. He's okay, right? He may be. His brows knit as he kneels over him. And he, he points to Vi. You. You're his friend, yes? Yeah. Yes, of course. I will need your aid in the healing. Anything. I have not the life force left to give this one. But you do. Are you willing to do that for your friend? Yes. Absolutely. Place your hands on either side of the wound. Vi does so. Yeah, and he puts his hands on top of you, and it feels like a, a warmth. It starts out very comfortable that pervades your, your body, and it spreads and starts to become more painful, and you can watch as Arella's wounds begin to close. As they start to close, I grab his wrist and throw them off of me. I don't know that you're in a state to try try i'll give you a roll to do it but i'll do it go ahead and roll plus constitution that'll be an eight okay who do you throw off of you uh the old man yeah cool he goes flying not flying i don't think I, you push him back like you don't have the strength for him to go flying he does though stumble backward i think you push him onto his ass he's like kneeling down viatrix the pain is still there as your like life force is bleeding out to heal Arello. And in your mind, that same elven face that Arello saw materializes. And it's almost like his presence is hovering before you. Do you want to heal your friend? Y- yes, I do. Give me purchase upon your blade then, soaked in his blood, and you will have the strength to do it. What do you mean? I, I don't, I don't have any, it's... It's just a weapon. Okay, real quick. I don't want to step on your toes, JD, if you were planning on doing other stuff with your sword. Uh, Other than it having a cool-ass fucking blood blade? Yeah. No. That's been planned since the beginning, actually, but anything else, no. Okay. I don't really have any, like, clear vision uh, for it, other I didn't, than, the, like, this idea that it, like, is, is evil. Yeah. But I do think that Vitrix wouldn't know what that means, right? That's kind of my point. Yeah. I find that it would be a suitable resting place. What is that even? What do you What do you mean? Help him. If you can help him, why don't you help him? Then we have a deal. And he puts his hands on top of yours just like the elven mystics were and they sort of are like the shadowy fingers layering on top of yours almost fading into your skin. You feel a surge of power within you and the skin of Arello's stomach knits itself fully. Yeah. I see my like collapse after this is all surged through me. Yeah, it's exhausting. 
Rello, Rello, wake up. Are you okay? Viatrix, what have you done? I'm so sorry. I didn't know what was happening. I didn't mean to stab you. The blade. The blade has corrupted you, Viatrix. <sighs> I didn't. I didn't know it would do that. I didn't know that it would extend, reach out to you. I was just trying to help, and you, you, you attacked me, and it just, I don't, I was acting on instinct. Please forgive me. There is nothing to for- And he passes out. I guess probably so do I, actually. So they pass out on top of each other, and the camera just shows Brenda silhouetted in the doorway and him just staring at the two of them. And he slowly backs out of the room and walks out of the party through the crowd who's all staring at him. All right, mother, let's see what you have to say. I'm going to down the entire vial of black glint and chew on it. Ah. Yeah, so I think the, the screen goes dark. And if this was an episode of TV, it would be dark for just long enough for people to kind of expect the credits to start rolling. And then it fades back in on the, the party slowly kind of resuming. And... The vizier of the kingdom, Sabin, very tall with a manicured beard and mustache, like well-oiled, curled. Think like the pictures you see of the Persian kings where it's like the ringlets that go all the way down to his chest. He stands and addresses the crowd. For all the excitement that we have seen tonight, let us not forget what we are here for. To celebrate our magnanimous queen at her moment of utmost glory. Commander Beta, I believe you have a gift for her highness. And the commander stands up and he's in his uh, full lion knight regalia, hammered out of pure gold. A snarling lion making up most of his breastplate. He strides up to where the queen is waiting to receive him. And he kneels down onto one leg and holds out a small black box that he opens. And the, the camera cuts to the interior of the box as he opens it. And it's the red mask from beneath the arena. And the queen says, oh, how beautiful. And she puts it on. worst part of any video game where you have to move through like seven sections of the city that you've already explored <laughs> so it's mostly just walking between loading screens yep oh yes God. i know that i can look at my character stats by holding y i've been playing for 40 fucking hours i'm aware <laughs>
Yeah, fuck this. Oh my god, wait a second. No, that says four hundred. Fuck. Oh god. I thought I thought there was a decimal point in there. God <laughs> damn it. I, I really hope I accidentally left this on once. <clears throat> this is Skyrim. Otherwise, <clears throat> I hope I actually left it on for three hundred hours <laughs> <Yeah>. once. Why <laughs> you still played for a hundred hours? <laughs> That's why I never play those fucking games. A, I'm not a nerd. B. They your, suck. Your presence on a Dungeon World podcast suggests otherwise. And you're using, <laughs> and you, and yeah, using I don't want to play a meta- hundred hours of a game. <laughs> <laughs> using an extended metaphor of Last of Us to describe a scene in your Dungeon World game. Hey, that game's that game's beautiful. <laughs> Fuck uh, you guys. That game was uh, mediocre at best. All right. That that, um, that game's about a relationship between a father and a young lady. Yeah, but it's so boring to play. Um, it's a puzzle game. <laughs> Fuck you. I would dis, literally dis, rather play Bubble Bobble. <laughs> Bubble Bobble is well, great. Well, listen, Bubble right. Bobble is great. I don't know. What, yeah. Like, listen, are you trying to... <laughs> that, those are diamonds and gold, man. You're just... You're, you're rich. Like, you're having a great time. <laughs> 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 fucking... Oh, let me just throw Bubble Bobble under the fucking bus. I'm JD. I think he was throwing Last of Us under the bus. No, he com- he tried to say he'd rather play. Not gonna lie, you guys, I'm just, as I'm just living under the bus, so <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Here I am. JD's with- blues album. <laughs> living yeah. under the bus. Well, the fumes are in my face. I like this already. <laughs> <laughs> this guy has a lot of full stacks for a blues musician. <laughs> yeah, it might get loud. <laughs> One, when you leveled up last time, did you end up taking a bard move? Oh shit, I don't think I did that. I think I was waiting on that. I should have looked at that. Uh, I meant to ask you last week. And I know it's okay. Yeah, I totally, I totally forgot. Um, uh, I also need to level up again. I don't think I leveled <laughs> oh up at all. I have like six thousand experience. Well, hang on. I'm a level four plus one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Almost asked me straight. Thirteen, fourteen. To, to think ah, that ah, I ah. almost <laughs> didn't buy beer. <laughs> I I should be level five. All right, uh, but I am not, and I also did not take my bard move. Because resting at campfires is for bitches. Anyways. No, I didn't. Okay. <laughs> That's Throwing campfires Fuck under you. the bus. <laughs> Fuck you, Dark Souls. So right now there's JD, Bubble Bobble, and a campfire under the bus. Such and a I good think- night. <laughs> <laughs> That's a pretty, yeah. Can someone throw That's some beers good. under the bus? Like, I'm fucking... <laughs> Good man, <laughs> yo! I'm over this delicious craft hoppy beer. All right, now you I, I, out of the throw. out of the bus. Get out of the bus. This is my bus. This is my alone bus where I come to be alone. <laughs> I just—it's just me driving, and I look back, and fucking that loser from The Simpsons is in the back row. Mill, not Millhouse, but the Ralph. Ralph, Ralph is there. He's like, <laughs> I'm on the bus. This is my alone bus. <laughs> Fuck yeah, you are, Ralph. You and me are going all the way. And then it takes. <laughs> are you? Are you gonna fucking are you cartoon I was, child? I was, I was, well, I think. Wait, wait, I think wait, Ralph, wait, wait, wait! I take it back. I didn't mean it like let that. Let me off the bus. I think Ralph was JD. If it changes anything uh, if, about this, no, JD's our Millhouse.
No, Nathan's our millhouse. That's obvious. Yeah, come on. <laughs> come on, uh, man. Fair, fair enough. Fair enough. I kind of took offense to that, if I'm being honest. <laughs> I feel like I've really set myself up. I mean, I'm an uncomfortable person, but I love me some fucking mushrooms. I did ecstasy. Hi, we're sponsored by mushrooms. <laughs> Send them to us. We'll eat them and talk on the air. Ryan, leave this in. Send us mushrooms. Yeah, please, please send please us mushrooms. Please fucking send us psychedelic drugs through the U.S. Post. We, we will. 